Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. First and foremost, a big thank you to my colleagues who filled in for me uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of last week as I took a little vacation and went to Washington, D.C. I know not the typical place folks go, but uh, very much appreciate them stepping in for me. It is a holiday today, Juneteenth, uh, being recognized today. So that means the markets, at least in the U.S., are closed. Having said that, we are, of course, going to see what the outside market market influences are having an effect on the trade. We're going to look at what's been happening, for example, in the palm oil, the Paris uh, wheat markets, as well as what's going to happen with the influence we saw of Friday's weakness. What is that going to affect in the markets when they open up later tonight? We're going to take a look at the details as Darren Fessler joins us. He is with Lakefront Futures. And on this holiday, obviously, the rest of the world is still doing some trading. So what are you seeing on some outside market influences that might have an effect on our trade the rest of this week? Yeah, that's a, a, it's a great, great question to start off. And <clears throat> I'm watching the Paris wheat market. We are off the lows a little bit here, but we were what, at one point here this morning down over 2%. We had a lot of weakness in the palm oil markets. Uh, they were down as much as 8%. Have Both of those markets have recovered here. Uh, both markets did gap a little bit lower here. And given the Friday's close, uh, we got to be watching this uh, weather pattern very, very close. Any inkling of, of rain showing up in these radars, given the backdrop of uh, what could be uh, a, a bigger story in crude oil maybe developing, um, I think that we got to watch crude very close because the spillover effect from equities, um, not just U.S. equities and their weakness, but international equities could spill over to all these ag uh, markets and, and given where we are at some elevated levels still very very good and still got that inflationary trade still at the forefront of a lot of traders minds uh, we don't want to be missing a bigger story here so uh, the, the big key thing here is uh, can, can the U.S. markets that open up here this evening uh, brush off uh, a little bit of the weakness that we're seeing over in Europe. Well, uh, speaking of overseas, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on everything that continues to happen with Ukraine, uh, Turkey, Russia. I mean, we keep hearing, you know, it's kind of like one step forward, five steps back on any sort of negotiations for being able to move some grain out safely. What are your thoughts? What are you hearing from your sources out there? Um, it, it sounds like um, Hungary is allowing some trade of Ukrainian grain to flow through Ukra- uh, Hungary by rail. I think Turkey's kind of the same way, uh, you know, getting it flowed through by rail. Um, yeah, but you're right, though. It, it is a back and forth headline risk type story between Russia and Ukraine. Um, you know, the, the big thing for uh, Europe and Russia is uh, Europe has gone. Um, you know, really draconian measures over the last decade with their energy policies and and their reliance on Russia really puts Europe uh, and all the EU members really behind the eight ball. Um, You know, and and our energy policy here needs to be watched very, very closely uh, because the consumer sentiment, it's at record lows. Uh, This is a report that comes out every month from the University of Michigan. They they do an excellent job about really uh, how how does the consumer feel and and, and you look at more mortgage rates are above 6% here. Um, you know, all of this may weigh on commodities, but the commodity complex as a whole here, um, whether you're U.S., whether you're, you're watching what's going on in um, eastern parts of Europe, um, it, it all could weigh on the, the overall demand side of things. 
Um, but the thing is, it's not going to just completely fall out of bed at this moment, I don't think, just simply because we, we don't know enough about this weather. We don't know enough about this crop just yet uh, to make those sustainable moves. But, um, you know, if we get to a point, like I said, if, if models start to, you know, show a little bit more rain and, and we can get a better feel about this and we still have economic issues, uh, I, I think that producers need to err on the side of caution and get a plan in, uh, a good uh, plan in place here. And really start even taking a look at 23 corn and even November 23 beans at these levels. You talk about the 23, and I know that in some of the producers I talked to, and you never had this discussion before, is, you know, fertilizer costs and everything was okay for them in 22 because they purchased them in 21. Looking at some fertilizer, and as you look at this global market, is now the time we should be locking in some prices? You know, I, I've had that conversation with some clients as well. I don't think it always, it doesn't hurt, you know, locking in something this far out. Uh, and even for, for inputs, uh, grain, uh, you know, I, I think we're still at good levels. And if there's anything that comes uh, following inflation, it's deflation. And, and the question is just when. Um, and I'm not saying this is a 2008, but I, I have made some, uh, definitely some correlations with 2008. Uh, the, the biggest being is we have a lot of things going on in the outside markets that, you know, can the ags avoid it? Uh, we got a really good fundamental story going on in ags. I think, you know, you look at the weather, uh, you get 9,500 degree temps for, you know, another week or so. Um, there's going to be a lot of hurting guys. And, you know, and I look at the issues that even Nebraska's had. Nebraska's been in a very, very unique situation this year with a lot of hail, a lot of wind. And we're not just talking small areas. So uh, there's going to be a lot of dry land uh, acres that typically are dry land in Nebraska. So uh, how does this weigh on the markets? And not only that, we got a huge, huge month in report here uh, about acreage and, and how, how those look at quarterly stocks as well. So uh, the grains are not out of the woods by any means from a risk management standpoint. Um, but uh, th- this is a market that is very much headline-driven, weather-sensitive, and, and that's just something producers are we're going to have to deal with a little bit of volatility in the meantime, but take advantage uh, when we do get some market rallies here. We're still at very good levels. Real quick, before we head to break, do you expect any surprises in, in the crop report that will be out tomorrow because of today's holiday? I'm expecting a decline across the board. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up. As we continue with this holiday edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell, we come back. We'll talk a little bit more about what's happening weather-wise here in the States. We know that uh, harvest is underway for the winter wheat crop as well. We'll look and see what this weather influence might have on this cattle market. As we know, heat has definitely been a big struggle this last week. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio. Consistent performance is one of the key strengths of Fontenelle hybrids. Here's Fontenelle dealer Norm Brueger from Albion talking about that aspect. You know, the weather in Nebraska, we got late plant, we've got drought, we've got insect pressure. Fontenelle seems to be steady. We're always kind of rolls right through all of those weather conditions and uh, anything Mother Nature throws, it it seems to uh, withstand the conditions that we plant in very, very well. For more, go to Fontenelle.com. Always follow grain marketing, stewardship practices, and pesticide. 192 million. 
Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Of course, markets are closed today in observance of the Juneteenth holiday, but we're still talking happenings in the world of markets with Darren Fessler. Darren with Lakefront Futures. And we were talking, uh, Darren, during the commercial break about what's going on uh, more with Ukraine. And and I know that you, you've made a great statement saying don't always believe all the headlines that you're reading, but it makes one wonder what's going to happen as we hit towards the fall. And what's going to happen with Ukraine? It, it does. And, I, and I've wondered this for a while now. It, it's, you know, it, the, the issue with Ukraine and Russia had really, uh, really got escalated in February. And but a lot of those winter crops were already planted. My question is, with the animosity, how long does it go on? Does it does it really start to impact Ukraine's uh, ability to plant? What's their availability of fertilizer? into those winter month type crops and uh, i guess that's something that still has yet to be developed but you know as someone who who, who trades these markets who who manages capital manages risk I, I think that these are very very hypersensitive markets that we're dealing with now just not only ukraine russia uh, but we have to worry at least i shouldn't say worry but at least consider the the implications of a, of a china and taiwan uh dispute because um, it looks like the the U.S. is you know siding with uh, Taiwan on this, so uh, do we get some diplomatic resolve there? And, and and not just the Ukraine and Russia issue, China Taiwan, but you flip back over, you look at India, and, uh, and they've had some really poor weather there. Uh, Germany and France, uh, some of Europe's largest wheat growers, they're dealing with a lot of heat. It wasn't wasn't long ago. We're talking maybe five weeks ago. Those good to excellent ratings were. Uh, uh, upwards of 80, uh, upper 80s, 90% good excellent France. Now they're sub 65 um, and still more heat is on the way. Uh, you, you wonder about the wheat harvest here, how that will turn off. You know, we, we, you know, we, we have some really good areas of wheat and then there's some really bad areas of wheat. And so, uh, you know, I look at the wheat market and, and I think like Friday's trade, for example, we've been in this down downward trend here for the last three weeks and uh, you know, you had a glimpse of hope last Thursday, and it, it looked solid from a technical perspective, at least on the daily look, but you needed follow through. And we ran, we ran right back into the, those near-term resistance areas that we have been for the last few weeks. And, and the way that the wheat traded on, um, you know, Friday just didn't give me a whole lot of good feelings. And, and then you look at the Paris wheat market, how it traded at the beginning and start, like I said, it started to recover, but how does it finish? Um, it is is enough risk premium built into this trade um again could this be a de-escalation or a a deflationary type of trade that we're we're seeing and, and again i think that uh, we watch crude i think crude's going to be our first signal that uh, the commodity complex you know might be softening you know it talks as you as you talk about all these happenings it sounds like discipline is going to be our key word moving through the rest of this summer when it comes to markets and trading it is. And, uh, you know, I always say that, you know, if you can just continue to, you know, scale into sales like every 10 percent. Now, granted, there, there's obviously some issues in Nebraska. There's some issues in parts of Iowa that have had hell, um, you know, but, you know, having a good feel for where your crop is at this point, you know, that's that's a really going to be a hard hard thing for a lot of people especially if you've had golf ball size or tennis ball size hail and you're questioning whether that crop can come out of it i, I was touring some crops 
uh, just yesterday east of Lincoln, and, and I would say the corn for the most part looked good. But there's some areas of beans that, boy, you know, there's still definitely going to be some replant going, and there already is. So, um, but you know, getting up to these markets here, if you have some old crop grain, uh, you know, you got to be wondering what what level are you wanting to sell it at? Are you are we are we holding the hold, or what's the greater strategy there? And you know, that that's kind of playing devil's advocate here a little bit. Uh, but we're still at really good levels, good solid basis levels too. We can't forget about basis in that cash market. Um, so I think that cash market is telling. Um, you know, we do have quarterly stocks at the end of this month here, and with the acreage report, you know, with that basis being as strong as it is, you know, is the USA off on these acres? Are they off on uh, the production that we had last year and yield? Um, I, I think these are all questions that producers should ask. But again, given that the, we're at these levels. Boy, there, there's some good money uh, still on the table here for producers. As we get ready to wrap up, we definitely know it has been hot out. Having said that, it's had and has taken a toll on the livestock industry. What are you thinking into this week as we continue to deal with heat advisories and indexes that cattle don't really like? Yeah, yeah I, I think simply put is you watch the outside markets, you watch, you watch equities. I, I've said for a long time on this show that I think there's a reason to be bullish cattle. I think in time we're going to see these cattle numbers show uh, not show up, uh, like meaning where is these cattle at. But as long as there's economic issues, I think that may weigh on cattle in the nearby. All right. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Darren? Reach me directly or text me at 312-858-3668. And that has been today's Fontenelle Final Bell. As we always remind folks, commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss that might not be suitable for all investors. That has been today's Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. Check it out as a podcast at ruralradionetwork.com or wherever you subscribe for your podcast. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell on this holiday on the Rural Radio Network.